Okay. Welcome back, all my faithful listeners, to your ex-boyfriend's podcast. It's episode 26. If I had not skipped any uh, weeks in the last six months, this would be the halfway point. Episode 26, week 26. As it stands, it's not. We are on episode 26, week 28. So, too bad. (laughs) I was going to call this halftime, but I can't because I'm only going to get 50 or less episodes this year. But whatever. Say la vie, or whatever the French say. Uh, Okay, old business. Real quick, just FYI before we start. I have a lot on my mind, and I'm all over the place. And we're just going to have to, you know, roll with the punches. Bear with me while I get all this creative energy out. (laughs) You got to bear with my pretentious artist side. (laughs) Okay, so old business. There's still time for questions concerning sex, intimacy, relationship, whatever. Just scheduling is pushing the episode out maybe a week or two so we're still probably looking excuse me we're still probably looking a couple weeks off end of this month early august somewhere in there um there's still time um with as many good questions that i have gotten so far i would love to get more like i said the more people the better um also ideas to help me spread this podcast like I think I talked about it maybe one or whoops, one or two episodes ago. Um, I don't know how to get this out to more people, really. I would love some help with that. Ideas for spreading the word. <laughs> if you think this podcast is worth a shit, I guess. You know, if you don't, but for some reason you're still listening, <laughs> then maybe you don't have good ideas to help me spread it, but... If you do think that other people would benefit from what I have to say or might just enjoy it, let me know how to how to make that happen. Um so a couple episodes ago we did an episode called Experience Without Expectation, talking about you know how to not have your expectations for outcomes dictate your um mood or emotions or well-being um and i had a very real example of that happen a couple days ago that i thought i'd share just i think it's always important to share concrete evidence or examples um of the stuff that i talk about i think that helps ground it in reality and i think shows you that i'm a fuck up too (laughs) uh okay so i decided that I was going to go hike around Mount Rainier again, something I've been meaning to do for quite some time. I, I uh, went hiking around Mount Rainier on the Skyline Trail like two years ago almost and have wanted to go back ever since. So I decided I was going to go. So I went through the whole process of getting ready, getting geared up, um, getting the, the National Park Pass, all that good stuff. And... On the day of the adventure, what was that? Friday, (laughs) 
I made some very wrong assumptions without bothering to double check. So completely on me. <laughs> uh, number one, I did not factor in the weather that we have had this summer. I assumed that in the middle of July, even on Mount Rainier, even, even you know, the highest mountain in Washington, the middle of July, it would have less snow. Like I would be able to get up to the Skyline Trail and hike it, no problem. Not true. <laughs> a month makes a big difference and the exceptionally colder, wetter summer that we have had makes a big difference. So last time I hiked it was in, I want to say the middle of August. So about a month later in the in the calendar year that matters a lot especially when your summer has been relatively cool so i get up there with no snow gear no crampons for my shoes no pants <laughs> i'm literally wearing shorts um not prepared so that was assumption number one number two I totally neglected the fact that pets, dogs, are not allowed on the National Park trails. And I brought Jonesy with me. <laughs> so we get there and there's all these signs saying no dogs allowed. They're everywhere. It's no way to miss them. Um, and I'm faced with, okay, do I leave little buddy in the car for three hours or four hours or whatever it was going to take to hike the trail? Um, or do I go home? And then seeing as that was actually the first problem I encountered, then I made the decision I was going to see if I could hike it in a timely fashion and, and leave him, you know, of course, with water and the windows cracked in the car. No snow gear, no crampons, no heavy jacket or pants. And at that point, I was like, this is just not going to work. <laughs> I think very rightfully so. I was disappointed, especially in myself, because I knew or I should have known better on both accounts. But I think the point of this story is that it maybe in the past I would have felt like that was a waste, like it was a total waste of time and energy, and I would have been very upset over the fact that I had fucked that all up. Not that I wasn't disappointed, because I was, but... And it even surprised me. I handled it mentally a lot better than I thought I would. Even though I drove two and a half hours out there at fucking two in the morning. Because <laughs> I left at 2 a.m. Uh, I was okay with the outcome. Um, I had the thought, you know, it wasn't going to be awesome for me to think about having Jonesy, you know, in the car for three or four hours so I'm, I'm feeling good about not doing that it wasn't going to be awesome to hike in the snow because i hate snow hiking <laughs> especially when you're not prepared for it and how you know lovely the skyline trail is without snow um i was not interested in doing it in the snow and i got to drive through some of the most beautiful outdoor scenery that washington has to offer you know, in Mount Rainier National Park. And it was all, you know, on my day off. I had nothing going on other than that. Uh, 
And when I came home, I did a bunch of yard work that I had been putting off. Um, and now my yard looks way better. Still a process, but way better. And I ended up uh, realizing that the uh, local farmer's market was having like this like weekend long summer fest thing going in my neighborhood and like was 10 times bigger than it normally is. So I got to go experience that go check it out. All stuff that I probably wouldn't have done had I spent all day driving and hiking. That's not to say I didn't want to do that and that wasn't the goal, but I made the most out of the day and all of this (laughs) eight minutes in all of this to say, the expectation was that I was going to go have this adventure, and that's an okay expect expect. Ah, that's an okay expectation to have. But what I really wanted out of the day was to do something for me. Was to do something that I enjoyed. Do something that made me feel good. Do something that brought value to my life. And in the end, it didn't really matter what that was because at the end of the day I still had a good time I still did things that mattered to me I still did things that made me feel good and I'm gonna get to go back whenever I want really and do the original plan on the mountain at some point nothing was lost and I think when we talk about expert or rather experience without expectation it is the understanding in a lot of ways that things don't have to go the way that you think they're going to go or the way that you want them to go in order for you to have gotten value out of it. You can take away a lot from most experiences, whether they align with your plans or not, whether they went how you wanted them to or not. And if you can do that, you end up finding a lot more joy in life, I think. You find a lot more satisfaction with the day-to-day because as we've spoken about before, so much of life is outside of your control and you just have to roll with that. So if you can find value in being out of control in whatever happens, I think you're gonna have a lot better time. So that was my experience. Okay. This is dragging on, so hurry up real quick. (laughs) Last little bit of old business. Just something real quick. Saw this dumb, dumb Facebook post in this neighborhood group that I'm a part of. This middle-aged woman had a bad experience at a local bakery, a small business in the neighborhood. Not a chain, not a corporation, a locally owned small business. She got a muffin that was undercooked in the middle. And that was like one of multiple items that she bought. And then instead of talking to the company, asking them, could I get another muffin? Posted a picture and a rant in this neighborhood group about how she was disappointed in the quality. And, you know, God love all my neighbors who chimed in because I agree with them 100%. (laughs) who blasted her for being a fucking Karen (laughs) for being like so unreasonable. And this, you know, they had this outpouring of support for the bakery 
And I want to say this regarding the incident. A, any small business will bend over backwards. If they're worth their salt, they'll bend over backwards to make sure you have a good experience because the customer is their lifeblood. They have no safety net. They have no margin for error. Their profit margins are razor thin, especially when they're newer, like this place was. Small businesses are what we all claim to love about our neighborhoods, right? We all say, oh, I love the feel of this neighborhood. It's quaint. You know, it's, there's so much local talent and local business and small businesses. And I really hate corporations that come in and just ruin the feel of a neighborhood. And then we go on, on social media and do that shit. Like, come on. <laughs> if you want your community to feel like one that supports these small businesses, these mom and pops, these you know, local entrepreneurs, you have to be that community and blasting a company, a small local business on Facebook for one tiny mistake is not how you be that community. So people support your small local businesses for the love of God. Okay. This is the worst time that they have seen in a long time. And so many of them are going out of business. You know, if you have bigger companies going out of business, you know those little ones are not going to make it. And I think a lot of this rant was inspired by the fact that one of the pivotal, like, core childhood memories I have from growing up in Auburn, Washington, was going to the Sunbreak Cafe in downtown Auburn. And they're now going out of business. For those of you who don't know the Sunbreak, like it's too late. You're not going to be able to go. But they were amazing. They are amazing. And that business, locally owned small business, has been in the area in Auburn, Washington since the 80s. I want to say since 82. They were around eight years before I was born. And that was like just such a like important part of my childhood that's one of the few restaurants i can remember going to all the time with my family so you know be the community that you want to live in and support those small businesses like it doesn't mean you can't order from amazon it doesn't mean that you can't you know buy your starbucks coffee that's totally fine but Jesus Christ, go support those small businesses. If you have the disposable income, please. That's how they're going to stay around. Or, you know, we can just end up like South Hill Puyallup, just one endless strip mall. <laughs> if that's what you want, then by all means, you know, fuck it. <laughs> Post on Facebook when you're upset. Whatever. All right. Okay. Wow. This is Dragon. Um, what are we talking about this week? The comfort zone. Okay. This has come up before. We have done a lot of discussion about easy patterns and habits and distractions and shortcuts and all of this falling under the umbrella of not doing the hard work that we have talked about for 
half a year at this point. All of that stuff that is not doing the hard work, those patterns, those distractions, those shortcuts, those whatevers, those addictions, those feel-good moments, they all fall into the realm of the comfort zone. So this is not a new concept, but we're just going to hit on it a little bit extra today. All falls in there. The comfort zone. The CZ. (laughs) The comfort zone is exactly what it sounds like. It is the way that you live your life, which you find to be comfortable. A manner of living in which there is minimal effort, minimal exertion, minimal short-term pain and discomfort, minimal thought put into it. It's easy. It's um, automatic. No stress. By staying in, you are continuing the cycle of things you don't want, basically. The continuous cycle of negative patterns, dissatisfaction with where you are, uh, wondering why nothing improves, not knowing how to improve, um, searching for distractions, self-esteem issues, self-worth issues, etc., etc. It is, in big capital letters, the known. What's comfortable? What is the entire comfort zone? It is what you know. And as we've discussed before, humans hate the unknown. We hate being uncertain. We hate having to learn new things, having to change what we do. We want habit and certainty, which all leads to comfort. I don't know who said this, so you'll have to forgive me for not being able to cite my quote this time. If you stay in your comfort zone, that is where you fail. I think it's pretty likely that we have all heard that concept before. If you stay in your comfort zone, that is where you fail. Meaning, there is no growth. There is no achievement. There is no anything in the comfort zone, but the comfort of doing what you have always done. A sword is forged in fire. A tree with no wind is weak. It does not know how to support even itself. A muscle, like we've talked about before, long time ago, a muscle will not grow unless it is strained. And this is something we touched on in the very beginning of this podcast, episode, you know, two or three or whatever. But in order for growth to happen, for strength to be built, and I'm referring to physical, mental, emotional, whatever, in order for these things to happen, discomfort is necessary. Pain and effort, strain, hurt, Grief are all necessary for growth to occur. The comfort zone is 
the area you must escape in order to do any of that, in order to have anything of worth within yourself. You know, the the title of this episode, Highway to the Comfort Zone, for those of you who didn't put two and two together, is a play on uh, The Danger Zone. Um, song by Kenny Loggins. Oddly enough, he has a very appropriate uh, verse in that song when it comes to the comfort zone. Not expecting it. This was just a happy accident. <laughs> but he describes what has to happen in order for you to be worth a shit in this song. He says, you'll never say hello to you until you get it on the red line overload. And please excuse the cringy 80s lyrics here. <laughs> you'll never know what you can do until you get it up as high as you can go. You know, regardless of whether or not he was writing that about Tom Cruise flying a jet or the internal process of leaving the comfort zone and pushing your own limits and, you know, making a positive change, whatever he was referring to, it's right. You know, he's, <laughs> he's on the money, as funny as that is. <laughs> and just as a little peek into how I do things on this podcast, I thought that the pun of Highway to the Comfort Zone was funny. And that's why I uh, titled this episode that. But then... As I was doing my outline for this episode, I thought, I wonder if there's anything pertinent in that song that would fit into this episode. Lo and behold, that lovely verse. <laughs> uh, so that was a happy accident that I ended up searching for. <laughs> oh, man, it's good. Too much fun. So... At this point, I think we all know that in order to grow, we have to leave the comfort zone. That seems pretty obvious. I think we can all agree. Got to get out. So, you understand that. You might be thinking, well, how do we do that, Justice? <laughs> Please enlighten us, right? I don't know. I just, in my own Ego, I feel like that's what some of you are thinking. <laughs> uh, that's probably not true. But, you know, whatever. It's my fantasy. <laughs> uh, like any other skill, to improve leaving the comfort zone, you have to practice leaving the comfort zone. Okay? It's a skill. It must be cultivated. It must be uh, practiced. And that can be done in any number of small ways. It doesn't matter a lick if they're seemingly small and inconsequential because there's no such thing as an inconsequential effort to leave the comfort zone. It's a snowball effect. You keep on rolling with those little efforts, those little things day after day, and eventually you're going to find that it's, you know, way easier. You know, those those little ways in which you depart your comfort zone um don't have to be i mean they're little they don't have to be groundbreaking they don't have to be these massive life-changing moments 
It could be, you know, like a lot of us have heard probably, it could be just making your bed every day as part of a routine. It could be making sure that your teeth are brushed. <laughs> if your comfort zone is bad oral hygiene, <laughs> uh, just brush your fucking teeth. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Um, your comfort zone could be, you know, not not talking to people, you know. Leaving your comfort zone might look like giving somebody, giving a stranger a compliment. It could be, you know, asking out that pretty girl at the bar, you know. The worst thing that's going to happen is she's going to say no. And that's okay. You know, there's all sorts of little ways that really don't mean anything in the moment. There's all sorts of little ways in which you can leave the comfort zone, leave your comfort zone. And practice. The more you do, the easier it will get, and the more larger departures you will be capable of. And this isn't easy. I don't want to say that it is. You may lack motivation to even practice. Um, you may lack the desire, the inspiration to do this on a regular basis the key to that though isn't motivation you know motivation is temporary like you know we get that middle of the night urge to get our shit together <laughs> like you're going to bed and you're like tomorrow's my day this is about to be the age of me you know look out world um as we have all experienced you know, you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, fuck, the alarm, and I'm dehydrated, and I don't want to go to work, and all that motivation is gone. So what happens when motivation isn't in the picture? It's the big D. <laughs> Discipline. Discipline is the key. Practice doesn't make perfect, as we probably have all been told. Practice makes habits you play like you practice you have to make these changes a part of your life and that is why i advocate baby steps these small changes these small departures from the comfort zone they're a lot easier to make habits when motivation leaves you and let me tell you i guarantee it will leave you discipline is what keeps you headed in the right direction. Like, good example, I don't enjoy working out, like lifting in the gym. It's not something that I find pleasurable. Some people do, more power to them. That's awesome. If, if it's a thing that you enjoy, good for you. I don't particularly enjoy it. <laughs> I find it pretty boring, but I do it. Regardless of whether I enjoy it or not, I do it regularly. That ended up being because I made it a habit. Even like when I started, you know, going regularly, even when I wouldn't want to, or it was super hot or super cold, you know, like, like there are any number of uncomfortable reasons that could keep you from going to the gym. I just had to go. And eventually, it became like part of my routine, right? 
part of making exercise part of my routine was figuring out how I had to act, what I had to do in order to facilitate that. A big reason I would never go like to another like outside gym, like go to LA Fitness or 24 Hour Fitness or whatever, was the actual like travel. Like I hated having to drive 20 minutes to go do the thing that I didn't super enjoy and then drive 20 minutes back. You know, I hated the amount of time that I felt like I had to spend. And the solution to that was put the gym in the garage, right? When I originally put together my home gym, it was in the garage. And now that I live by myself, it's the majority of the downstairs floor of my house. That made it easy for me to make it a habit. The number of excuses that I could put up uh, in front of going to the gym had gone down to as close to zero as possible. Like the conversation in my head goes something along the lines of justice, you piece of shit. The gym is literally 10 feet from you. It's right below you (laughs) as I'm sitting there, you know, reading or watching TV or whatever. Go to the fucking gym. (laughs) And it worked, right? I have uh, made it a habit. So long story short. Is it easy to make these changes, to practice, to cultivate these small changes into a a habit? No. And I feel like, duh, (laughs) right? Everything we talk about on this podcast typically doesn't fall into the easy category. And that's okay because they're not supposed to be easy, as we've talked about. Nothing of worth is typically easy, right? As you go, as you work on this comfort zone departure strategy, you're going to find that you go through stages. I saw a really cool infographic that I'm going to use as my weekly Instagram post this week. It basically shows a diagram of where you are in the comfort zone expanding the next stage outward is the fear zone as soon as you've thought about leaving the comfort zone it's scary right it's the unknown it's the what if i can't do this what if i don't succeed what if i really am a piece of shit right the fear zone it's not the comfort zone anymore because you're not just mindlessly doing what you always do you're thinking about leaving If you get past that, you get past the fear, you decide that something is more important than the fear. Now you're in the learning zone. You're figuring it out. You're trying. You are putting in effort, um, applying strain to your system. You are failing. Very likely, you're failing. Um, But you're doing it. You're making changes. You get past the learning zone. And now you're in the growth zone. This is where you're this is where you are applying what you have learned. You are making lasting change. You are progressing. You're growing in the right direction. Here's the kicker about this whole diagram. And I don't think it actually shows this 
in the infographic. So just keep in mind when you're looking at it, I want to add this to it. Once you get to the edge of the growth zone, like you've made lasting positive change in your life, you may look at this as unfortunate, but it is not. It's just the natural progression. The entire sequence of events, the entire journey from comfort to fear to learning to growth, that whole circle, that whole range of what just happened is your new comfort zone. That is the point at which you cannot fall back into old habits of, well, now I'm comfortable and I'm going to stay here. And really, this is the sort of catch-22 of this whole, you know, growth, progression, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, journey. You can't stop. It is, there is no destination. There is no end point because every time you get to that point of, hey, I made it past this thing, I made healthy, positive change in my life. Now that's your new comfort zone. And you once again have to leave it in order to continue. There is no stopping. A lot of people struggle with that. I certainly struggle with that. That's a, a weird idea to have to wrap your head around because. I think a lot of us, including myself, are conditioned to feel like there needs to be a goal. There needs to be an endpoint in which we can feel like we have done the thing, like we have achieved the goal. And as sort of new age or hippie as this sounds, like really? The journey's the goal. <laughs> I think the diagram and the way I just explained, you know, the expanding of the comfort zone, I think that adds a more relatable spin to the idea of the journey being the goal. It's really just this never-ending expansion of your comfort zone, which feels, you know, it's good. The comfort zone always feels good. You just have to understand that, you know, once you start on this path, you can't leave. And the consequences for leaving become greater and greater the farther you go. One of the last things I want to talk about is really just a reminder. In order to add again some amount of relatability to these things. I want you all to understand that I am speaking in every episode of this podcast. I am speaking of all these things from the perspective of a failure. Okay. And I don't use the word failure in a negative connotation. That's not something negative. I'm on the path with you. And I fail all the time. I fail a lot. I try and I fail continuously. And that is okay. Like there are all sorts of things that I struggle with like you know just everything we probably talked about is something that I've struggled with at some point in the past or I'm currently struggling with like today leaving your comfort zone um, breaking negative patterns 
um, experiencing life without placing too much on my expectation of what I'm going to get out of it, setting boundaries, uh, shit, finding purpose, right? Being afraid, you know, there's so much that I struggle with. And I think really that's where the podcast was born was in all of these struggles, all of these failures. So just know that if you're trying like I am and you're failing like I am all the time, you are miles ahead of where you would be had you not tried at all. You are so far ahead that you can't even see the beginning, probably. It is the trying that propels you down the path. It is the trying and failing that leads to progress. And, you know, we've all heard that that quote, I think it's by um, uh, Thomas Edison, when he was trying to invent the light bulb. He's like, something along the lines of, I haven't failed 10,000 times to invent the light bulb. What did he say? I've just found 10. Hold on. I got to look it up. (laughs) Okay. I found it. I've not failed is what he said. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's not exactly what I was hoping for. That, that kind of fell flat. Anyway, just understand that the trying is the important part. The effort, the hard work, that is the goal, right? You may have these things that you want to change. You may have these ways that you want to be. But really, the ultimate value you're going to gain from doing this stuff is in the trying. It is in the repeated effort and failure and then following failure, more effort. <laughs> uh, okay. I know this episode is full of cliches and easy concepts or seemingly easy concepts. But I just wanted to hit on all these things in one episode because sometimes we need a reminder and that's okay. You know, some of you may be half a year into this podcast with me you're on this journey and you may be hearing some things that you already knew or some things you didn't know and you're trying to do one thing or the other and make it positive change and you're hurting or discouraged or you're confused or whatever it's hard and a reminder a reinforcement of your doing the right thing never hurts this shit is hard you know, it's it's supposed to be. And a reminder that it's okay to try this stuff and fail is is sometimes all you need to, you know, keep you pointed in the right direction. Sometimes it's what I need, you know. Maybe this episode <laughs> was more for me than anybody else. I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, last reminder, again... I know I keep harping on this. Feel free to send me any questions you have for my uh, next guest, the coach, sex and intimacy coach, and also ideas for spreading this podcast. And then last of all, I want to leave you with a challenge. 
all of my listeners, I want to challenge you to do in the next week, do one thing that leaves your comfort zone. As small as it may be, I don't care. Do one thing, and hopefully more than one, <laughs> but the one I want you to tell me about. I want to hear from you about what that one thing was, big or small, and I want to showcase some stuff in the next episode, or maybe uh, not ne the next episode directly following this one, but one in the future. I would like to talk about the ways in which people that listen to this podcast took that next step outside of their comfort zone in whatever way that may be. Um, so let me know. Okay, quick last thing. This podcast, as always, hosted on Podbean, justicetenna.podbean.com. It's available really anywhere you can find podcasts, so I'm not going to list them all. And yeah, I appreciate, I haven't said it in a while, but I appreciate everybody who's listening. Your continuous support means the world to me. And uh, it's kept me going, you know, for half a year. I really appreciate everybody who supported this endeavor. So on that last lovely note, I think I'm going to leave you all until next episode, which may or may not be next week. I'm not sure yet. It's pretty busy next weekend. So this might be another two-week break. Not sure yet, but I'll announce whatever is going to happen on Instagram. Until next time, whenever that may be, stay safe out there, take care of yourselves, and I will talk to you soon.